Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello and welcome to this episode of Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. For the next couple of days on the podcast, I'm going to have a very special guest. For those who are new to can see who it is. Welcome. Hi, I'm Glenn. Welcome, Glenville. You, he's been on the podcast before when we talked about mentoring and relationships. And on this episode of Stories That Shape Us, we're going to talk about parenting. The stories that shape our view of parenting, gentle parenting, and is there anything that the Bible says about gentle parenting and where can we find it? So we're going to talk about that. We know that the way we parent sometimes is how we were parented. Sometimes we are just carrying on a pattern and a cycle that we learn uh, through how caregivers looked after us. Sometimes culture determines how we parent. Sometimes religion determines how we parent. But what, what we what we need to look at, I believe, is the impact on the children. And we need to look at what not just what works, but why does it work? And where most of the time, the people who experience childhood trauma, that's you. If you're here, we get we experience those things sometimes in our families of origin. And so we learned stories about parenting in those settings. So, for example, I never forget, we were at a party um, and you were there, too. Um, but you probably didn't remember this conversation where um, they were talking about being beaten as children. And they were just they were laughing about it. And they were saying, you know, they would they would they would hit me and they would say, stop crying. What are you crying for? Do you want something to cry? Cry for. And everybody in the room was laughing. Uh, the twins at the time were about. They weren't, they weren't one yet. They were still months old. And I remember being very upset that they would find this funny mm. and made a decision that these weren't people that I was going to leave my children with. But despite that, there are things that we had to unlearn in our parenting mm. and learn new things and do things in a different way to make attachment. And we make secure, secure attachment our highest value. And so we both that's one thing that we both agree with, that we, we both agree on the fact that our children are going to be securely connected to us. And we're going to, whatever we have to do, whatever boundaries we have to draw, whatever discipline we have to do, connection is going to happen at the end of it. We're not going to, they're never going to feel abandoned and alone. Um, and that has been unlearning quite a lot of things, hasn't it? Yes, yes, indeed. But you you learned something that you taught us that you you shared, and I know lots of people have different views on this. But I think this is kind of the root of gentle parenting. Do you want to talk us through what you learn um, from the Bible and how that helped with shaping a view of parenting that meant connection could remain our highest value? Well, I I in my journey of um, looking at looking at God, uh, looking at Jesus as to how or looking at God as how he parent us. I want well I was seeking to find out how would I be able to um, parent my child because 
the, what I recognize, the way that I was taught, uh, the way that I learned to parent my to parent is what I learned from my um, from my siblings, you know, and uh, and that was like shouting and beating and you know chastising in such a way that you didn't know how. You know, eventually, you just left not knowing, just perpetuating these things. But then you come to recognize that there's something different, you know. And uh, for me, what different, what diff, what uh, what made that difference was I remember reading um, the book Steps to Christ, and the first chapter, God loves God's love for God loves for God's love for man, and I remember hearing um, reading this statement that Christ never censured human weakness and I was like what so eventually I began to dig into that a bit more and uh, then one of the words one of the one one of the verses that I was led to I was read through a few Bible verses and uh, I'm going to bring out three of these Bible verses one was Isaiah chapter 42 and I think it's verse 3 what does that say and um you, I'll find it. You can. Yeah, I'm gonna paraphrase while Joanna goes to find that, and it says that a bruised reed that he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not out. Okay. Now this is talking. What what does that has to do with parenting? That's the question. Mm. Yeah. But then eventually you begin to read into that chapter and you begin to recognize the gentleness of God. A weed. Do you know what a weed is like? And uh, a weed is like a what you know the grass and they have those little um, stem that grow that grows up and they have those white fluffy stuff that when you touch it it just um, falls off and sit very down very very tender. Very, very, very yes. um, tender soft. and soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the weed that he was talking about. It's like the what they call it the the, the, the not necessarily the stem, but some what but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. And uh, he said it will not break. He will not break that. So it, there's something that's very gentle, very tender, very um, fragile. Fragile. And yeah. he won't do anything to bruise it or to break it. That's right. right. Yeah. And a smoking flax, he will not quench off out. A smoking flax is is some is like a lamp, and the the, the wick is almost down to going out. Yeah. And and he says that he will not out it. Hmm. Eventually, when I begin to do a bit more research into that, they begin to show that. The Christ sees each one of us at our most fragile, vulnerable position, place, and he looked beyond all our so-called sinful behavior and so forth and goes right into what we and supply what we need. So having a look at that character, then, then that opened up for me to go back to what? To David. David said in Psalms 23 and verse 4, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valleys and the shadows of death, 
I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Before you go on to that, can we go back to the, the bruised reed and the smoking flax, the tenderness and the gentleness? So for us to not break something that is something like that, it means that the way you treat it, the way you look after the plant has to be with such care that it will not be broken. That's right. When we think about some of the, the experiences that we've had and the stories that have shaped, shaped us, some of us did not experience that careful, gentle, tender care. That's right. And we were broken. Well, yes. A lot of the things that we experienced did the work and, and damage. Right. We experienced physical abuse. There are people who experienced sexual abuse and lots of harm by the hands of caregivers that was supposed to be tender and gentle. And so sometimes when we're parenting and that's our history, it makes it difficult for us to know how to do the gentle care that is required to not bruise the reed. That's right. And not censure the weakness of the child or the individual. Yeah. And uh, and here is where connection has to be made. Mm, mm. In order to not break the bruise reed, in order not to, to censure human weakness, we then have to have that level of sympathy and understanding, but also recognize that there is connection to be made. So what are some of the things that would be for a child? Because in sometimes culturally, um, some things are seen as rude behavior. How could how could we use that application? And you've read, just read Psalms 23 to help us to be gentle and compassionate versus punitive and um, unharmful. How could we, how could we set, because you're saying weakness might be a behavior that is perceived as disrespectful, mm -hmm. but it's just a weakness. It's mm -hmm. not disrespect. Sometimes it's lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's processing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's anxiety. Sometimes it's depression. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not all, sometimes it's fear. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the behavior is telling us something, but we're misunderstanding the signals and we are punishing instead. What, what, how can they use that verse that you're talking about? Tell us about what the reed is and what the rod is and how a parent who is in that flow and don't know how to change, what can they do? Well, what can we do is, as we understand that the rod, okay, the rod and the staff, they comfort. David is saying that they comfort. He's giving us a hint, hint that it is to comfort. Mm -hmm. All right, not to, to imply more pain or re refuse the child or the individual of what it is, what is necessary for them to experience God. It's love. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, I like how David also went on to, to tell us uh, as well in Proverbs. Uh, Solomon. Solomon tells us in Proverbs twenty-two fifteen that um, where he says that they, 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 when you, it says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, mm -hmm. but the rod of correction, okay, the rod of correction, not beating, not um, 
not shouting and scolding and and in in the in, in the angry tone. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's not gonna work. That has not that has never worked. All that does is store up more anger. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, here is where I see how Christ. When you look at Christ working with the disciples. We can see the parenting comes coming out. We can see the rod of correction mm. coming out. He will correct them in righteousness, in love. Mm. O ye of little faith, mm. you know. Can I just share? I, just something came to mind as you were sharing that. Um, there was one time our son, the eldest, um, did something, and I don't remember what he did, but I was I was really upset. And I was in my room and I was really upset and I was complaining to myself. I may have been complaining to God too. And there was a knock on the door and it was him. And he said, mom, can we go get ice cream? He just wanted he and I to go get ice cream together. I was so mad. I'm just like, listen, you want to get ice cream and you've done this thing. And But God stopped me and made me to realize that, look, he's coming for connection. He's done this thing on your way to ice cream. Talk about it. On your way to ice cream, express how you feel. On your way to ice cream, have a discussion and a conversation about how he might make different choices in the things that he did and how he said it. Mm -hmm. And it gave me an opportunity to, to have a conversation that I wouldn't have been able to, the impact I had, I wouldn't have been able to have it when I was angry and I wanted him to know that I was angry. Because sometimes when we're angry, we just want to punish mm -hmm. um, and we don't know how to deal with our emotions ourselves we make our children responsible for our anger mm -hmm. and they're not responsible for it we are that's responsible right. that's right and then and interesting enough that what what jesus, jesus never used anger to chastise his disciples mm -hmm. yeah and he never used anger to chastise us either we will be standing. What we need to do is to change our narrative or the way that we've been taught, our, where, we be, where we learned the way of our parents who never understood what Jesus, God, God parenting is like mm -hmm. or was like. Mm -hmm. Therefore, here we come to, to the point of, what do you say? Connection. What you mentioned? Hey, correction. So connection, um, connection, and correction is so is so powerful. Yes, we cannot make the we cannot make the connection. We cannot do the good correction if we don't make the connection with our children. And that's so important. Win their heart. Win that's their right. heart. Work to win their heart to bind their heart to yours that's the work that we do and in that place it's so much easier to get things done it's so much easier to help with behavior when when they don't have to guess when they just know that they're loved that's right and interesting enough that realize we gotta make connection with god mm -hmm. and experience his correction so that we can apply that to others, to our children, and to others. We also have to heal our connection, our attachment injuries, when we never had that kind of connection and we're seeking to give it, because we can't give what we don't have. 
And that's why the word of God was so important to us because that's where we learn a lot so that we were, we were able to offer something different. And that's why we can talk about with you here about the stories that shape our view of parenting because sometimes those stories are damaging stories. Um, I, I can't say that I grew up in a home where there was a lot of um, corporal punishment. I didn't, um, but your story is very different. Mm-hmm. And so there, there, not that mine was perfect, it wasn't. There was a lot of things that I still had to learn, but we partnered together in ensuring that connection was going to be what happened in our home was going to be happy and peaceful. It took a lot of work. Yes, it took a lot of work, you know, because we had to unlearn things that we had learned, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and in order to try to get it work. Yeah. You know, and uh, two things that I want to point out. I want to point to the Bible verse again. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Yeah. And where Paul was encouraging us to, to cleanse ourselves from all these filthiness of the flesh. Okay? And interesting that I went to that and I began to say, well, what are these filthiness of the flesh? Eventually, what happened, I went into went back to chapter 6 and Paul began to point out those filthiness of the flesh. Yeah? And... Uh, Having recognized that, he then pointed out that these same things are the thing that he want that we were to use to cleanse the filthiness of our flesh. Guess what they were? They were the fruits of the spirit. So it's still not chastising. It's still not chastising. It's love. And if it's chastising, it is done in love. Yeah. And interesting enough that these same fruits of the spirit, Paul used and called them the weapons of our warfare. Mm-hmm. Okay, the weapons of our warfare that we <clears throat> that we can have and show that God dwells in us. I, I want to say something here to a parent that might be listening and haven't been doing as the world is calling it gentle parenting or using the fruits of the spirit or using, you know, thinking of children as being vulnerable and um, needing warmth and protection and care and compassion because there's stuff that you need to heal and deal with first to be able to do that. And that's why at at Wounds Discards, we work with adult survivors of childhood trauma because we know that the things that we experience in our formative years can influence the rest of our lives. We can be well-meaning, well-intentioned, but even with those good intentions, we will still do things that are going to be harmful without healing. Now, it doesn't mean that we'll never make mistakes. And that's why, you know, I just love that you pointed out the fruits of the spirit now, because when we have, we know that we have an advocate. We know that we have, we, we can go for help to say, I've done it wrong again. I'm not doing it right. Help me to parent and love my children in a way that I, I was never loved. Teach me how to love so that I can go love. Help me to understand your love and the gentleness and care of your love. Help me to experience it so I can do this to my children. So this is not about beating parents off. This is about pointing things out so that the areas that you see that needs help and support, that you can do that. 
in our Patreon community, we, we have a whole section that's just dedicated to parents. There's lots of stuff that will, will be in there on attachment, on building self-esteem and confidence. And there's a lot of stuff that is going to be there for you so you can understand your attachment so that you can see where the injuries are for you and you can know the, where the work of healing needs to happen so that we can parent in a way that the next generation will have a different story because youth is so in time and we're sowing into them now. But if what was sown into us isn't what is reaping a harvest that we desire, we know where we can go to get support and help so that that can change and our harvest can change. Yeah. And, you know, um, interesting that you want to talk about love because it, Paul mentioned in the first fruit of the spirit, which is what? Love. Love. Okay. And he expounded, he used a whole, he had a whole chapter in Second Corinthians, um, First Corinthians 13, talking about love. Love is patient, love is kind, is gentle, behave, it doesn't behave itself unseemingly, is not puffed up. So here we are seeing that this is a character change, be transformed by the renewing of the mind, of the heart. Okay? That we may show and prove that which is acceptable. Okay, unto God. So here is where God, God is literally pointing out to us that guys, we don't have love. Hmm. Not not in the way that not in the way that have not in the heaven born love. Yeah. Okay, but in the way that we interpret it, where how we mold and shape ourselves to or, love. Or we were molded. Or we were molded. Okay. Either. Either way, because just as just as um, sin, one of the things that I, I want us to recognize and understand is that what we sow, we shall reap. Mm. And if you reap what, if you sow one seed, you will get many seeds after that one seed has been sown and grown and matured. Mm. Likewise, the same thing for the fruit of love, the fruit of the spirit, love. When you love. Joy is gonna come, all these other stuff is gonna be multiplying into in our lives. And this is something that God has been working on my heart to be able to then create a, an environment that is conducive for my children. I'm not perfect, but I'm but God is still working. Yeah. Okay. But the tools that I used to use before. I don't use that tool anymore. So he's helped me to, to remove anger by removing anger with, with, um, with love, with calmness. Okay? So here is where then I, try, I God has been working on me to, to be self-possessed so that I can then be able to teach, uh, be able to guide, be able to, to correct in the way that he would have me to, to correct. You know? And that is also love. Because you're showing you're not you're not being you're not behaving yourself unseemingly, you know. But also you're making connection mm. while you are making doing correction. Mm. Connection while you're doing correction. That's right. And I I have this um, value that guides me that no correction without connection, because I think it's easier to correct somebody when you when you're connected to them. That's right. And we want to end on that. It's so much easier for us to discipline when we're connected mm. and we just talk about what discipline is 
and how it should be. It should be gentle and kind and compassionate. It can't be harsh because we'll break the reed. We don't want to bruise the reed. We want to connect. We want to let the reed know. And we're talking about our children being young and vulnerable and, and he's easily hurt. And so we want to discipline in a way that doesn't hurt or bruise or harm. Mm. And if we do, we want to learn how to do repair. That's right. We want to learn how to repair. And maybe next time in Stories That Shape Us for tomorrow, we'll talk about how to do the work of repair when we know that we bruise our children in the way that we approach them, in the way that we discipline them. And I want, I want this, this came to me as well. I know oftentimes we talk about, um, oh, be angry and sin not. Now, we have to recognize that that's a work of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's not, let's not interpret that as being zealous and self-righteousness, okay, or zeal for God. Let us, let us make a good connection with God and let the Holy Spirit bring out that zeal in us or that righteous indignation whereby we be angry and sin not, okay? Because- And hurt not. And hurt children. not. Because mm-hmm. we can be angry, but we sin not, we don't hurt the children. Because we take responsibility for our anger. We deal take, with it. And we deal, and the Spirit of God work in us to be able to, to as Paul says, the love of God constrains us, okay? So I believe that this will be a continuous working, a continuous building in our lives so that we can perfect it. Mm. Okay? So I believe that this is God. This is all God. No self, no human invent, no human invention here. It's God working in us both to will and to do his good pleasure, which he he's not accepting nothing less than the way that he loves us. Thank you. If you want some resources in how to help you to get to this place, and if you're considering, well, how do I do that? We've got resources. Please send us an email. All the details are below. You can also join our Patreon community where we have resources that will help in parenting as we process and unpack the stories that shape us so that we can give a different template to the next generation. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join us on the next story. Yes, of course. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.